Wake up, John Doe, you're the hope of the world. I don't, uh, I don't really remember too many R-rated comedy Christmas movies. Yeah, me neither. I feel like... Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Is that the only one? Uh, no, this is Bad Santa 2. Well, I mean, other than the Bad Santa franchise? Mmm, no. Well, because Christmas Vacation doesn't count as one, right? As an R-rated comedy? No, that's not R-rated. I think that's probably PG-13. What about that uh, Mixed Nuts with uh, Steve Martin? I don't know if I've seen that. He plays like a, uh, he's a, the leader of a suicide hotline. What? 
Yeah, and a bunch of kooky people like call him up on uh, Christmas Eve or something. Wait, this is a Christmas movie? Yeah, it's called Mix Nuts. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still I feel like Steve Martin doesn't really do uh, R-rated things. Father uh, of the Bride? Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I think they counted as R-rated when they first came out. Like, fucking, I think The Jerk counts as R-rated. But then they did a sequel that was, like, rated PG. The Jerk 2. So, wait, are you telling me the ratings changed over the years? I'm saying the uh, what they considered, uh, like, racy or whatever. Changed. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Their definition of, like, what could pass for, like, a 13-year-old can what they a 13 year old can watch or whatever you know what i mean what is pg-13 now like no no nudity one fuck uh yeah like minimal cursing they could probably say like ass or something but i don't think they can say uh i think that the the laws are literally like you can say fuck one time in the movie if it's PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> it's rated R. It's unlimited, right? Unlimited amount of fucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think, if the Pope could curse, I don't know if I asked you this before, but if the Pope could curse, what do you think is one, if, if he could only say one curse word, what do you think he would say? Well, he speaks Latin. I don't know yeah. what that translates to. No, he does that's not his like base language though. I think it's Spanish. Well, what are the good Spanish curses? Uh from his neck of the woods? Yeah. I don't know. How do you say fuck in Spanish? Uh fugazo. That's not right. Uh, that's Latin. You're right. Like fugazi? I think so. No. It's fangul had, in Italian. I never had to say it, honestly. Not not in that language. No. No. <laughs> Not in the Pope's native language. You know what I was thinking about? What? That fucking rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah. Remember how, like, uh, we were talking, like, a couple weeks ago about how that's uh, the number one song? Oh, yeah. It reached number one, like, 60 years after its debut. debut. Yeah. How long until you think that uh, Santa Baby song is number one? Who sang that? Santa Baby. Wasn't it Betty Boop? No, she wasn't a real Marilyn person. Marilyn Monroe. She sang it? I don't know who sang that, honestly. I feel like it sounds like a Betty Boopy voice, though. Damn, yo. Remember when uh, sluts were cool? <laughs> when was the last time that happened? Like the 2000s? Yeah. Early 2000s? Yeah, early 2000s. And then... Carmen Electra and fucking Lindsay Lohan and all them? Yeah, like the, when they were all releasing their sex tapes, I think. Mm. That's when sluts were cool. Damn. And then before that, it was the Santa Baby era, right? It was, yeah, that's Mean Girls. Isn't that the song that they did? No, that's a children's movie. Santa Baby? Mean Girls is a children's movie. Mean Girls is at least PG-13. Do they say fuck in it? Maybe once. <laughs> is it a Christmas movie? I don't think so. I, well, maybe it is. They, they do, do have a concert, Christmas. Yeah. yeah, they have the Christmas concert. Yeah. So could you say that if... Like, if a movie takes place over an entire year, could that be considered a Christmas movie? Good question. Does it uh, portray Christmas in, like, a like a, like a a more than a second or whatever? Yeah, I mean, like, say it's, like, you know, a quarter of the film. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, people have weird definitions on what a Christmas movie can be. I know. I'm going to be honest. Don't hold this against me. I've never seen full through, like in one sitting, Christmas Vacation. 
Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Ever since you shamed me out of it. Um, I didn't shame you out of it. That was my favorite Christmas movie. Why isn't Until- it still? Because your snarky comments start to make sense. Okay, hold on. Now, we don't have to... Can you explain? Because people are going to listen to this and think that I'm some J-hole over here. <laughs> but you are. I'm not. I'm not. Can you explain what what you mean by the snarky comments? It's like, oh, like, you're just like, this is poorly done. Like, the jokes are too easy. You know what I mean? Low-hanging fruit kind of stuff. Okay. Like, it's not as... uh sophisticated as your Santa with muscles. I don't know why you keep making reference to the movie, like, because you don't remember it. I told you I remembered it. You said he was surfing at one point. And I he told probably you that was, was. No, you know, I said skiing. I told you that was you and were confusing or it skiing. with chairman of the board with uh, Carrot Top. No, there's no way I confused Hulk Hogan with Carrot Top. Hulk Hogan was on a speedboat, skis, or a fucking... What are those things called? Jet skis? In every movie he did. Don't face your penis at me. <laughs> you need to check yourself, okay? Check right, myself? You know what? Let's start the show, because I don't think we did the official start yet. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Actual Comedy Presents, an actual podcast. I'm what up, up? What up? I'm Aaron. Uh, yeah. <laughs> keep, keep doing the what up thing. What up, what up? Yeah, what up? What up? What up? I don't want an Indian girlfriend. <laughs> no, kid, that's fine with me. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so. What? Uh, no. We have a great show planned for you guys. Uh, we've been doing a uh, uh, history of Christmas lately, right? Uh, we went through the beginnings of it in uh, two episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, and the last episode, we talked about, like, the Middle Ages... Yeah, Middle Ages, like, kind of before pre-Christianity. Like, I wanted to know what they were doing up until supposed Christianity started. Yeah, that's demonic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, the last bit that I was, like, looking into was, like, maybe, like, the 1500s to mid-1900s. Okay. So... Would you like me to just start? Yeah. Any questions? Do you have any specific questions about that period of time that I might be able to answer for you? Go tell, get, hit me again with the time period. What was the front and when was the back? Um, I mean, I kind of like did some broad strokes here, but no, you just said, 1500 to around 1900s. Okay. Do I? Have that's any... known as early modern age. Oh. I just learned that while I was trying to figure out what time period I was looking for. I think that was uh, the Strokes, a Strokes album. Early modern? Or modern age, some shit like that? Probably. Do I have any questions about that time period? Yeah. Uh, did they know... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll save it. 1500s. I don't know. What did they do back then? Was that during the, uh, the, the time that the conquistadors are going around and fucking shit up? Yeah. It had to be, because 1492 is when Columbus sailed the ocean blue, right? Yeah, but that's propaganda, though. Yeah. So, I think it's all propaganda, as I'm doing research. Yeah. But, um, so, as, like, historically, during that time, which would be, like, renaissance mm-hmm. Italy, uh, there was Christmas celebrations, um, and they lasted from 
1224 until the 6th, which was Three Kings Day. Remember we talked about that last week? What have, what's the time period on the days there? Is that 12 days? Uh, 1224 to 1-6. Yeah. No. Okay. Is well, it? Is it? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Or 13. Mm. I think it's 13. Yeah, because 24 to the 31st is seven days. Do you count the 24 or do you count the 25? Uh, maybe you count the 20. No, I think you count the 24th. Mm. I don't know. But either way, so that's where that was their like time period. They had like big feasts. Um, they would fill their homes with dried oranges, lemons and um, other kind of fruits because they lived in the Mediterranean area. Okay. And that was what was like around during that time period. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. in the Mediterranean, I guess their winter is in like August, right? Uh, it's like a different time. The Mediterranean? I don't think they have a winter. Maybe it's like they, California, right? All the time? I think so. I, I think, mean, you know Mediterranean means Middle Earth? Really? Mm-hmm. Mediterra? Well, because they thought that that was like the middle, right? Well, the the cradle of civilization. Cradle is, of filth? Cradle of filth is right. <laughs> <laughs> um, they uh, were some of the first people to do reenactments of the nativity scenes who were uh the the italians during that time oh go figure yeah in tudor england during the 1600s um that was the period where the the most popular christmas carols that we have today Mm -hmm. or that we had i haven't heard a single like christmas carol like classic this year yeah you know? Well, we discussed, I don't know if we did on the podcast, but we discussed, like, what constitutes as a Christmas carol. Yeah, because I thought Greensleeves was a Christmas carol. Yeah, you were highly mistaken. I was. It was about a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. Although we did watch that episode of Boy Meets World, and they were playing that song. Oh, but see, they swapped out the words for what child is this? Yeah, I don't like that. I like the original. Mm. That Pete, uh, uh, fucking, what's his name? The Green Inferno? What? Who robbed from the rich and gave to the poor? Robin Hood? Yeah, that guy. He made that song? It was around that time. The oh, green shit. the green sleeves was Rob, Robin Hood times. Would that be like Tudor times? Uh yeah, yeah I think I guess, so. I just said it. Yeah, they used to wear those weird fucking like puffy puffy shirts and shit. Pirate shirts. Oh shit. Yeah. Did they still have like the white hair? Like the wig party? Didn't they? Didn't the wig party come from that area though? Like Tudor was like England. Yeah. So, but anyway, so these Tudors, um, they were the ones that popularized decorating with evergreens. Okay. And Chris, well, kind of Christmas trees. Yeah. Um, so, what I forgot to write down was that thing that I had sent you was about the Victorian Christmas where they would do uh, ergot like juice. Oh. They called it the sauce. And oh, they yeah. would just drink that and, like, fucking hallucinate for 12 days. Oh, that's great. And then on, like, the last day, I guess, which was the Three Kings Day, they would, like, rise again. <laughs> okay. Seriously, that was, like, the that was the custom back then, before, like, Christ really got involved. Um, in New England, Christmas celebrations were illegal during parts of the 17th century. Puritans found no scriptural justification for celebrating Christmas and associated the holiday celebrations with paganism and idolatry. Okay, so we, I saw, I found this movie on Tubi, (laughs) and it was called Discarding Santa, and it uh, pretended like it was a real documentary 
Um, but within like the first two minutes of watching it, you could pretty t- much tell that it's a fake movie. Um, but uh, it was about this town that banned any mention of Santa in order to try to like decommercialize the Christmas thing. You know what I mean? Did they say that that was why though? Because they just said no more Santa and they didn't say anything about decommercialization. Well, I think they had that meeting at like the. The, the town hall, <laughs> the town meeting place. Yeah, they were saying that it was like offensive or whatever to like not include every holiday. Yeah. Or something like that. The, well, I told you uh, recently, um, a local school district sent something around that like their employees weren't allowed to wear or play anything that was like religious holiday related. Mm. So. But a reindeer is not religious holiday related, is it? I mean, it kind of is. Oh, yeah. Because it was tied into, like, the Odin thing with his, uh, I mean, reindeers were kind of thrown into it. Yeah. They were supposed to be, like, hellhounds. (laughs) Well, anyway, we watched this documentary, this fake documentary, and it made me uh, check to see if there was any real instances of uh, Christmas being banned anywhere since it's, like, uh, third inception that we're talking about here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, no, more like fourth, actually. Yeah, but, uh, but no, like, modern day... We were looking for, like, modern day times, like, you know, within the past, like, 50 years that Christmas has been, like, banned. And it hasn't, but there was one time, like, in... What, what was it? The 1600s? Yeah, the 17th century. That's the 1600s, Yeah, right? and they banned it in, what, Boston? Yeah, yeah in Boston, Quakers? Massachusetts, it was, like, the Puritan... I guess the Quakers... All the, the puritanical colonizers, yeah. um, they were like, this is pagan bullshit. Don't do any of it. So I think <laughs> they didn't. Um, and the people that did celebrate, um, it was just going to church. And it was a solemn holiday. They weren't trying to like get fucked up for 12 days in a row. Yeah. So, boo. Boo. So modern Christmas as we know it today wasn't introduced to us until the late 1800s. So... Um, Modern Christmas in America is a mixture of English, Dutch, and German cultural traditions. Okay. So most of the stuff that we see is based on English, Dutch, and like an amalgamation of those traditions. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Dutch settlers brought Sinterklaas, which turned into St. Nicholas. Yeah. And they believed that he would leave children gifts in their stockings. Um. During that time, there was a penalty for keeping Christmas uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. Really? Uh, yeah, it was $48 per offense if you were caught celebrating Christmas. Yeah, that's the money. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, more than Christmas, they celebrated St. Stephen's Day, which is on the 26th. St. Stephen's Day? St. Stephen's Day, yeah. Ugh. It was celebrated on 1226 or 1-9, which was, would be according to the Julian calendar. Oh. Remember we talked about the 10-day gap that they put in there? Yeah, they got a calendar and they got fries, too. Yeah. No. Julian. Potatoes? Oh, those are so good. I think they did. I, I think they created the calendar and then the potato, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, so priorities yeah <laughs> um so anyway saint stephen's day is also known as boxing day we talked about that before and also wren day which was celebrated wren as in the bird w-r-e-n yeah yeah that was celebrated in ireland on 1226 um the tradition was to hunt a wren and then put it on top of a decorated pole oh so that's kind of where we got the first kind of christmas tree from okay because they would like parade it 
in like yeah. weird costumes around the town. Wait, a, a actual dead bird? Well, at first, and then and then they replaced them with fake birds. Oh, okay. Cause yeah. It was nicer to do it that way. Yeah. So they would put it on top of a decorated pole, and then crowds of mummers or straw boys in straw suits <laughs> uh, um, would celebrate. By, like, going around the town and, like, caroling or wassailing, if you will. Wassailing? <laughs> yeah, and they would get, like, good good wishes. What does wassailing mean? Um, wassailing is the same thing as car- caroling. Wassail, I, I believe, is the name of the drink that they would drink when they would... Because it was, like, this rum... Like, not rum, like a spiced cider kind of thing. Okay. So they would get, like... Eggnog. No, because that's more eggy. I don't know. I have to look more into it. But it's the punch that they would drink, and then once they would get the spirit in them, they would go out (laughs) (laughs) wassailing. So uh, that's how we got caroling. That's how we got mummers again. And kind of the start of how we got the Christmas tree. Because they basically took the thing on a pole with a wren on top. Yeah. And... Exchange the, and then put the evergreen around it. Right. Gotcha. Kind of put all those traditions together. Yeah. It's fucking weird. It is weird. Um, during the time of Elizabeth I, um, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, let me say this. Another thing that they wore in these mummers straw boy suits was something called motley clothing. Motley crew? Yeah. In fact, that was, that's, this is where they got their name from. Really? Yeah. It said, uh, they would dress up in um, colorful motley clothing. Um, during the time of Elizabeth I, motley served the important purpose of keeping the fool outside the social hierarchy, hierarchy and not subject to dress laws, and therefore the fool was able to speak more freely. Uh, because dress, oh, I'm sorry, their dress was characterized by red and gr- red, green, and blue diamonds. Like, you know how, like, the Harlequin kind of. Okay. Red, green, and blue? That's what it said, yeah. Huh. I mean, it's changed to now, like, it just means, like, odd dressing, like, clowns would dress. Yeah. But during that time, like, they specified, like, this is the way the fool dresses, and then they're not subject to, like, social norms. Hmm. Weird, right? Interesting. Very interesting, which is why, I guess, during that time, everybody else dresses up like that. Yeah. Okay. Weird, right? Yeah. So, um, so how do we get to where we are today? Would you like to know that? I would. I would like to know that. Well, let me tell you. Um, it was really a handful of New Yorkers who were primarily responsible for creating a new kind of Christmas. Really? Yeah. So it's the it's New Yorkers that are responsible for it? Well, for the most part. Um, Washington Irving, uh, you know him? He wrote Rip Van Winkle and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah. Um, he had long lamented that there was no American traditions, heroes, and distinct and, and a distinctly American holiday. Okay. So he invented the legend that Columbus was the first person to believe the world was round. Did you know that? Like, did there did did you know that Columbus was supposedly the first person to believe the world was round? That's the. Uh what do you call it? The popular narrative. I don't think he was the actual first person to think that. Well, though. this guy invented that narrative. Oh, okay. And, um, for he, what? I don't know, to, to give America a legendary hero. Hey, I like, you know what? <laughs> kind of like it. Um, he also invented Santa Claus by taking several legends of a Dutch St. Nicholas and embellished them to create the American tradition. Um, in a story that, um, 
uh, he wrote a book called The History of New York Mm -hmm. in 1809, and he describes, like, crazy celebrations of St. Nicholas, and um, in a place which was called New Amsterdam, you remember I said, what's the New Amsterdam, and you're like, oh, it's probably just a bar? Yeah, yeah. But that was an actual place in New York. Well, because New York is, like, York, right? It's like New York. Yeah. But I didn't realize that that was a place. New Amsterdam? Remember, I, do you remember? It was, this is like 20 episodes ago. Uh, we were talking about counting crows. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember any of that. Anyway, um, so he describes crazy Christmas celebrations in his story, The History of New York. Um, and the events never happened, but the story of St. Nicholas traveled fast. Son and, of a bitch. Yeah. In 1822, Clement Clark Moore provided the first description of Santa Claus that we know today in his poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh. Moore was also the author of his age's prominent Hebrew dictionary and was a prominent theologian. Hmm. Moore mixed a number of European legends together, the gift giving of the Duchess St. Nicholas, Thor's sleigh pulled by flying goats, the chimney descent from mythical figures from Germany, Uh, the French and Italian traditions of hanging stockings, and then the name was Americanized from the Dutch Sinterklaas. So he was the first person that, like, put it into words what Santa Claus was. For, like, a story, right? Yeah, for the story. And then somebody took that story and was like, let's add it to religion Now let me tell you who did that. Well, they never really added Santa into religion, so it was just a created thing. Yeah. Like like Superman, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, political cartoonist Thomas Nast, this guy came up with the Republican elephant and the Democratic donkey. Oh. Uh, he drew the first jolly, plump, white-bearded Santa in a stocking cap. Um, previously, Santa was depicted as thin, spindly, with a dark-brimmed hat. Oh, and, like a and, wizard. Yeah, like a wizard, and he would sometimes be depicted as like punishing children, like Krampus? you know, it was not necessarily like Krampus, but like, like he would he would go around with a switch and like Santa Claus. Yeah, if kids were like nasty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the he was the first person to draw Santa Claus being plump and white bearded, but he did it for the the United States troops during World War One, and I'm sorry, during the Civil War. And um, it was a, as a morale booster. And at that time, Santa was wearing, a, like, an American flag suit. Not he did bed. it as a morale booster? Yeah. Hey, guys, look at this. Yeah. Where do you get a load of what I drew well, over they, here? They sent, them, they sent them all, like, holiday cards or something. And I guess they had a picture of this guy. Like, look, he looked like Santa Claus, but his suit was, like, looked like an American flag. Oh. And he was delivering presents. So they just sent them a picture of a guy delivering them presents. How much? Weird- that's actually interesting because that's kind of like the sigillier stuff I was telling you about with the Saturnalia giving like a small joke gift. Yeah, yeah. The joke is like, here's a picture of this guy bringing you a present. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I cut you off. Did you? I did. What I were you about to say something? I don't remember. Um... So, so the guy that was a political cartoonist that drew the elephant and the donkey was the guy that drew the first recognizable Santa Claus. 
Oh, wow. That's pretty crazy. Did he sell that to the Coca-Cola company? Um, I don't know that he, sell, so he sold it, but they took that image and created the first Santa, uh, first Santa that were all red. Okay, gotcha. How much so. weirder would it be if Santa wore a American flag suit instead of red and white? <laughs> Do you think that it would be like less, they would less relate it to a Christian holiday and be more like, oh, this is just American culture? Maybe that's the solution. Put him in an American flag. Maybe. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, though. But they can't make him fat anymore. He's got to be ripped. He's got to be Santa with muscles. He's got to be ripped. He's got to have a dangling earring. And he's got to have an American flag suit. Yeah. That's actually made out of leather. Uh, leather? What kid's gonna want to sit? See, that's the he has to. Leather. He's got to stay fat. He's got to stay fat. Nah, dog. He's yeah, he be can't ripped. be. He, he can't accidentally Santa? get a boner with a kid lit, like sitting on his lap. No. Here I go, dig it in again. Another depiction of Santa Claus was Good King Wenceslas. Do you remember that song? Good Which King Wenceslas came down on the feast of Stephen. No, what is you it? That it's Wenceslas. about a, Wenceslas. He was a Bohemian king. Wenceslas? Wentz, Wenceslas? Yeah, w that's demonic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm not saying that three times. Well, the story about King Wenceslas was that he uh, went out on a journey braving the harsh winter weather to give alms to the poor. Give what? Alms? Like, like I think that means food or money. Oh, okay. Alms for yeah. the homies. For the, okay, yeah. So that was another depiction of Santa Claus. Oh, good for I him. I like the name Wenceslas. So Bohemia was a real place, too. The fuck? I thought that was just like a state of mind. <laughs> what are you going to react that way every time you hear of a new place? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> I want to always be mystified. <laughs> uh so my so you want to talk about the Christmas tree? Yeah. Modern Christmas trees um, are th sometimes thought to re uh, be related to the tree in paradise. The modern Christmas trees that we have now used to be thought to be related to the tree of paradise that's depicted in the Adam and Eve story, like the one where the uh, they take the apple off the tree. Yeah. So that was supposedly the first modern Christmas tree was a depiction of that tree. Oh. And it wasn't related to um, the worship of, like, the Christian God. It was related to the worship of trees. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, in that kind of a tree, um, the they would put apples. That's why people decorated their trees with fruits. Okay, yeah. Because they stood for the apples that they ate off yeah. the tree, and then they just eventually became fake versions, which is how we get Christmas balls. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's why we got Christmas ornaments. And then I guess, like, um, <clears throat> that evolved even more when um, there was, before photography, I guess, there was a illustrated version of a magazine for London. Okay. It was called, like, London Illustrated News. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in that, that uh, magazine... They published a engraving of Queen Victoria and her, her husband, Prince Albert, 
And they were gathered around a Christmas tree that was decorated with presents underneath, and they were with their kids. So that picture was um, put out in London. And then a couple years later, um, a ladies' magazine in America put the same image out. And that was, like, how we got our original Christmas tree. Okay. Like, based on the Queen's tree. Wow. So, yeah. The first national Christmas tree was erected at the White House as a publicity stunt by the electric lobby. Really? Yeah, to show off the glorious the glories of electricity. Um, it was a 60-foot balsam fir covered in 2,500 light bulbs. Um, so, yeah, that was erected to show, like, that we can, you know, keep things lit all day without the fires. Because mm. before that, people would put, like, little candles on their trees to represent whatever it was they were saying, like... In Christian thought, it's like it's said to the lights on the tree are sep- are said to represent the northern stars that led the Magi to Christ. Okay. But in other religions, like when you're burning the Yule log, it's to keep the fire gr- going during the time of like the equinox when the snows the snow when the sun's down. Okay. So yeah, so that's how uh, that's how we got Christmas trees. Um, they put up the first Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center in 1931 while the building was still being built. Damn. Yeah, it was during the Great Depression. And um, I guess the construction of the building had brought so many people jobs that they looked at the Christmas tree as like a symbol of hope. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So Protestant cr- tradition credits Martin Luther as the first to decorate a Christmas tree. Um, there was a World Vision radio broadcast in... Uh, 1859 that sounds crazy long ago but uh it tells how luther brought the symbol symbolism um of the evergreen into his home to encourage his wife and children through the dark cold winter he said the evergreen represented the eternal love of god and the steadfastness of their faith and the candles he decorated the tree with represented the stars that led the wise men to christ okay martin luther the fucking lutheran guy Mm -hmm. oh shit yeah. So he's the Christmas tree guy. Yeah, he's the Christmas tree guy. Oh wow. Yeah, he's basically the freaking who's the guy from the um the Mormons? Joseph Smith. Joseph. Yeah, he's like the Joseph Smith of the Lutherans. Damn. I guess. Yeah. That's wild. I know. So um, that's how the Protestants can justify having a Christmas tree mm. and not call it vegan. Um, the Early Christians represented the Christmas tree because of St. Boniface, who was an English missionary in the 8th century, who saw the Druids doing that um, ritual with the oak tree that I was telling you about. Okay, yeah. Um, And after he saw them do it, he took his axe and cut that oak tree down. And when he wasn't struck by Thor, like struck dead by Thor, Mm. he was able to turn the Druids into Christians. And then, so they started using evergreens instead of the oak tree for their celebrations. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, they basically use it as a way to convert the pagans um, to believe the symbol of Christian God's everlasting love. They're always trying to convert people. I know. So, yeah, it's got, uh, that's like most of the history I have up until like recently. Yeah. Um. The first department store Santa was around the same time as the first Christmas tree. Um, 
Wait, oh, really? So, yeah. like, commercially available? No, it was, like, it was only in, like, one store in Massachusetts in, like, the early 1800s, and then it didn't become a thing until after, like, the the main White House Christmas tree. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, that's how we got here. So, all this stuff is, like, 150 years old. That's All wild. of these customs... The the person of Santa Claus the 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 being of Santa Claus yeah. is just an amalgamation of like six different people, <laughs> which is hilarious because that's how all of the other gods throughout like the ethos, uh, present themselves. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, that's that's the last bit of history that I have. Um, there's some crazy traditions I want to go over like on another episode. Okay. But um, yeah, so. I know we had a couple of things that we were uh, talking about being more like a ritual. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do the next segment? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's start the next segment. At the sound of the tone. Oh wait, wrong one. Oh. Oh wait, hold, here we go. That's right, everyone. It's our speaking spell segment uh, where we uh, discuss things that might be considered spells, rituals, crazy things that are, uh, what, like mainstream things today? Yeah, mainstream things that people don't see as, like, ritualistic. Yeah. And they don't realize, like, what the implications are behind it, maybe. Not necessarily bad, but... Yeah, so um, during the last uh, three episodes, we've been focusing on uh, Christmas uh, I believe the first one that we did was what was that one? Uh, oh, engagement chicken. No, 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 for the Christmas thing. Oh, the, oh, it uh, was mistletoe. like the ancient. Oh, well, mistletoe. Yes. Yeah, mistletoe mm. thing was the first one. Uh, the last one we did was the burning of the Yule log. Oh yes, yes, yes. And uh, today uh, we figure we save the best for last and uh, go with the I guess the more modern uh, speaking spell thing that they've been going with, and it's the uh, gift giving. Gift giving, yeah. Are we going to do the two-parter? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, gift giving is kind of like a thing that started in Saturnalia, mm. where, like, the 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 whole role reversal thing is kind of part of gift giving. And it kind of makes sense in the, in the way that I was talking to you about how the United States sent the people in the Civil War postcards of a man delivering presents to them. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like... The, the gist of, of gift giving. Does that make sense? Like, like there's the a lot acts. of different, like, psychology behind it. Because it, 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 it not only, like, puts this uh, pressure on the person that's receiving mm. that, like, that you have an expect, expectation of getting something back. But, like, depending on the way something's wrapped, it, it can, it changes people's perception and their, their psychology around gift giving. So there's multiple levels to... Multiple levels, okay, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But at its core, it's like a... It's like a Saturnalia. Yeah, ritual. Thing. Yeah, it's like a... It's really like a role reversal thing. So it started off as like a... Uh, like a Robin Hood. Right, where it's like, haha, let's make fun of the fact that we have more money than you. Yeah. And here's like a gift or whatever. Yeah, like here's this... Like at first they were like tiny clay pots with a quarter in it or something, like a, a coin. Yeah, yeah. And you would have to break the clay pot to get the the gift. Yeah. Which kind of like defeats the purpose because the coin's worth less than the pot was. Right. But you need the money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I think it's all... And I think it's really at the end of... I mean, at the end of the day, 
symbolically, it's it's uh, a sacrifice to to Mercury. Mm. So every time you give a gift on Christmas or around like the Christmas time, you're you're actually doing a sacrifice to the god Mercury, uh, the god of commerce. Goddamn, they Pretty got crazy, you, you guys. Right? They find ways to fucking sneak those things in all the time. I know. Um, but that was really like the bulk of the Chris, the gift giving part, right? We we couldn't really find too much stuff on that. Yeah, it wasn't any any specific thing. I mean, I read a list of different things that were like bad luck to give to somebody or good luck and that kind of stuff, but not necessarily. Oh, what like, kind of stuff was bad luck? Like, um, giving somebody a pair of shoes means they're gonna walk out of your life. <laughs> um, giving somebody soap means they're gonna like wash you off of them. Damn. Giving somebody, um, like. Oh, shit. It was like different things represented. Like if, if you give somebody like a, a handkerchief, they're going to get a cold. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Wow. Well, there you go, ladies. Uh, think twice before you give your man those new pair of Air Jordans. That yeah. Don't buy about. your man any shoes <laughs> or soap, even though you might be dying to. Um, um, so what's the uh, second one that you wanted to. Um, the second one, I just thought we could just talk about being um, like a hermetic ritual. Okay. Was the actual nativity. The nativity? The nativity play. Yeah, that's the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, in Wiccan tradition, during the, the solstices and stuff, they will reenact the mythos of different cultures. Okay. The nativity is the mythos of the Christian culture. Oh, so like putting on the play. They put on a play of it, is which is a hermetic, again, Mercury. Yeah, so the, the act of putting on the play is like a, kind of like a, what is that, like a ritual, like a hey here. It's also a sacrifice. Oh, yeah, because you're giving your time and your, your voice, your energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah, so, like, when they reenact all this stuff, like, th for instance, like, this year, I guess, like, the Wiccan fucking temple of whatever in New York, um, they're going to do the Holly King and the Oak King, mm -hmm. like, as their play for the year. But they do some play on every, like, major, on, like, the solstices and the equinoxes. Oh, okay. So, pretty interesting, huh? I guess. Do you know the story of the nativity? Um... What happened? It was like a, a little boy, right? He had like a drum or something. Oh, my God. You don't know the story in the Bible about like the angel came to Mary and said that she was going to bear a child. Um, but, you know, Mary's like, how? How? I have never had sex. And she's like, the Holy Spirit's going to impregnate you. Oh. And she's like, and she said, you're going to name your son Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Okay. And then another angel visited Joseph and was like... Look, we got your girl pregnant. You're going to be cool with that. Take him on as your own. That was like the initial setup. At the same time, Mary had a cousin named Elizabeth who was older in years, meaning she was like 80 or 90 or some shit. And she gets pregnant oh. at the same time. Okay. And then her husband like didn't believe that she was pregnant. So he was unable to talk during her pregnancy. Oh, Weird. I don't know why that's part of the story. Um, then at one point in the story, uh, King Herod, because Jesus was supposedly born under King Herod's reign. 
So he put out a thing saying that, like, I want to do a census. So, like, everybody that lives in or around Bethlehem needs to come to, like, the county hall and register. So they were on their way there to do that when Mary had the baby. Okay. Yeah. Or wait, no, that was that was wrong. It's kind of hard to tell because the way the story is written, it's by it's written only in two of the four gospels. So it's like Matthew and Luke. Okay. They're the ones that talk about the the nativity scene. Okay. In the Bible. So the, the four gospels are the come gospels out. of people in the name that of Yeshua. come out. Get out. Exactly. Yeshua? Thank you. Okay. Um, I didn't have to sneeze. Uh, <laughs> what are other examples of that uh, thing? Like doing it, I guess the Nutcracker would be one of them? The Nutcracker is one. Yeah. Um, fucking the Gift of the Magi. The Gift of the Magi is another one of them. It's the, the freaking um, Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Past, present, future. If you don't do better. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're all like just old standby stories or whatever they're like hermetic stories that are meant <laughs> for like ritualistic what do they call it like ritualistic theater yeah ritual madness if you will remember how we talked about that in back in alia and back in alia back in alia we talked about like back in the first season when we were talking about the different mystery religions yeah and that was like the easter saturnalia oh okay it was like they had a they they just partied all, all year long it seems like yeah Life's a party. <laughs> well, so there you go. So every time uh, you guys are going to see your kids at a play or seeing them, you know, sing any carols or anything like that, uh, just know that they're doing in some way uh, an old an ode to to the old gods. The old ones. The old ones, right? Yes. All right. All right, guys, uh, let's keep it moving with this next segment. Um, are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right, let's keep it moving. What's a going on? What's a going on? What's a going on? What's a going on? What's a going on up there? What is a going on? Uh, that's right, you guys. It's our What's a Going On segment where we talk about what's uh, going on in the world. Uh, we've been doing uh, Christmas-themed things lately, mm -hmm. uh, but this segment is like kind of like a current events type thing. Um, we're recording this uh, the week before Christmas, so um, by the time we release this, all this might be old news. But anyway, uh, we'll start with the Iceland volcano because we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, remember we were talking about how... Uh, there were all those people in Iceland that were dealing with those earthquakes. Yeah, yeah. So the volcano finally erupted. Uh, it was located in the, I can't pronounce that, some type of peninsula. Ragekens? Ragekens? I don't know. They don't use any vowels in that language. Yeah. It's difficult because there's like so many Ys and so many like Zs. Mama and Yaya and Baba. Um, 
So the volcano erupted uh, the night of December 18th after the, after the area was plagued with uh, weeks of earthquakes. The fissure that appeared after the eruption was 2.5 miles in length. Uh, so like that crack that appears like in the earth when a volcano goes off. The fissure? Yeah, the fissure Ain't came. no fissures? Um, the only town in the area of the eruption uh, is called Gr- Grindavik. Grindavik? Uh, which has 4,000 residents and uh, lies three kilometers south of the volcano. Um, they were evacuated last month. Um, but as of like a couple of days ago, uh, they told the residents that they wouldn't be able to return to their homes in time for Christmas if the eruptions continue and the seismic activity doesn't end soon. Um, I think by now it might have calmed down a little bit, but for I a while know. there I was... I think I saw an update. Like, it, it's still going. It's been going for a while. Yeah, but I mean, it's still pouring out a lot of magma. Can you imagine living out there, like, so fucking remote and being like, nothing can touch us here. And all of a sudden... You're living on top of a fucking volcano. What did you think? Eventually it was going to erupt. <laughs> They're active. You mean, like, you live right by a hot spring. It's like, it's not, that's a little too good to be true, you know? I think those were, like, destroyed by the uh, earthquakes. They said they did something to, like, reinforce the Blue Lagoon so that it wouldn't be damaged by whatever Yeah, because they were going to lose a bunch of, like, tourists. Yeah, it's the only reason that anybody wants to go to Iceland. It's <laughs> the only reason that any me wants to go to Iceland. <laughs> I want to fucking go in that lagoon and spread the fucking ashes on my face. All right, um... Yeah, I mean, at this point, there's still, like, three more days till Christmas, so maybe they'll have enough things in place where they can go back to their houses and maybe, like, get some things. I don't know if they'll be allowed to stay there, because you probably got to give it, like, a week or two, right? <laughs> After, like, a, a volcanic eruption before you're like, all right, guys, it's good. I mean, Come I don't know, I guess it depends on where the lava's flowing. I guess, I think they were trying to figure out, like, which way it was going. Yeah, yeah. And if it was going to, if it was still coming out. Yeah. And I think, like, at first they were saying it wasn't going towards where people live, and then the last I heard it was. Yeah. So. Well. Big Iceland. Up, big up on ya. Big up on ya, Iceland. <laughs> um, this next story was pretty crazy. Uh. I got scared at first because it said contaminated fruit snacks. Oh, shit. Uh, and I thought they were talking about fruit gushers, but they weren't. Uh, they're talking about, like, some of that oh natural shit. Um, dozens of children across the U.S. poisoned by lead linked to tainted pouches of cinnamon-flavored apple puree. Uh, the exact number is currently unknown, but the CDC reports... Uh, confirmed at least 205 probable or suspected cases from 33 different states. Uh, using a different reporting me- method, the FDA reports that at least 69, blaze it, uh, <laughs> children ages 6 and younger in 28 states have been affected. Uh, tests show that victims had blood lead readings up to eight times higher than the federal reference level of concern. Uh, samples of the puree showed lead contamination more than 200 times higher than the FDA allows. The tainted pouches were sold under three brands, uh, Wana Banana, Schnucks, and Weiss, uh, W-E-I-S. Uh, the products were produced at a plant in Ecuador and first imported into the U.S. in November 2022. FDA officials have raised concerns of the prospect that the contamination was intentional. Uh, so there are a couple people that are investigating this or thinking that they might have done this on purpose. What? Uh, but 
get this, not because they wanted to poison anyone or they wanted anybody to get sick, but apparently spices such as turmeric, cinnamon, and paprika have been known to be mixed with lead chromite or lead oxide uh, because those are two chemicals that are like the same kind of color and consistency as uh, cinnamon, turmeric, and paprika. So they use that as like a leveling agent. It's like, you know, you get like pure cocaine and they're like, you got to cut it with something. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Dude, but apparently there's like an accepted level of like uh, lead chromate. Yeah, you need lead. a little bit of lead in your blood. <laughs> no, you do. For real. You need like all the micro metals and shit. But that's crazy. Like what are, how could they have, oh, because of what you just said. Yeah. Wow. Well, so all these kids were getting sick and the only thing that they found in common that they had was that they ate this fucking puree, cinnamon flavor apple puree. How much of that do you have to eat? I wonder. Like I would like to know how much those kids ate and uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like how long of that did it take to they get They said it? that the one sample that they took was like 200 times the recommended limit and then most of the kids had like 8 times the recommended amount in their blood. So there's probably like a math thing you can do there to figure that out. I'm yeah, I mean, trying. obviously it does some sort of like, I mean, your body's got to filter some some of that out. Right. Yeah. But uh, crazy that second time uh, in the last couple of months that there's been like a outbreak of something involving fruits, right? Like the first time I think those uh, cantaloupes. Those cantaloupes. Yeah. And then uh, this time is these like apple puree fucking pouches. Apparently, they're still at, like, Dollar Generals and Walmarts and shit, so... Wow. If it's one of those brands and you bought some for your kids or secretly for yourself, make sure you're not yeah, putting that shit in Yeah, don't eat the cinnamon ones. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's wild. It makes me want to think, like, uh, you know how we have, like, all those spices downstairs? Yeah. I wonder if there's, like, if they have to, like, legally put on the label, like, how much of that shit... And they probably have, like, a different name for it, right? Yeah, like I'm fucking... sure. But no, because usually it says 100% ground whatever, whatever uh, the yeah. thing is. Yeah, so true. you wouldn't know. to tell you. How would you know? Unless they're allowed to lie, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they probably it's probably like one of those, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission kind of things. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. L- luckily, I don't use any of the spices that we have for cooking, just for spell work, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want an Indian girlfriend. I'm your kid. That's fine with me. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> why do you keep playing that? Moving on to the next story. Um, I thought this was crazy. I I had already written my notes about the stories that I wanted to talk about, and then I saw this on the news the other day, and figured that we'd have to talk about this. Uh, so a Florida school is facing backlash. Uh, for a Rosa Parks reenactment. Oh, my God. Uh, the Building Brains Academy, uh, a purportedly minority-owned and operated preschool in Osita, Osceola, Florida, is currently under investigation by the NAACP after f- photo surfaced of the reenactment performed by two- and three-year-olds at the school earlier this month. Uh, the girl playing Rosa Parks is two years old and was allegedly the only black girl in the class. Um, in the photos, uh, two scenes from the reenactment are shown to be problematic. Uh, the one showing, uh, the girl and the classmate pretending to fingerprint her, uh, 
With, oh yeah, uh, they did finger paint. With finger paint, yeah. Oh my god. And then another with uh, a peer holding the girl's hands behind her back as if she was being arrested. Um, That's now, fucked up. Now you might say like, okay, this is. It might just be like a weird, like coincidental thing. They, they dressed the kid up that was pretending to be a cop in a cop uniform. <laughs> but they didn't dress a little girl up like Rosa no, Parks. No, no, they didn't. So she doesn't think she's anybody but just herself, the only black girl in the class, getting arrested. Did you say that that school was owned by, like... It said it's minority owned and operated. Which one? They, they weren't sure about that one. <laughs> um... Damn, that's fucked up, though. The photo shared with the... Uh, okay, so the photos were shared with the class's parents. Uh, apparently, I guess they have apps for kids now. Like, not for kids, but, like, for parents of kids in schools. Like, there's apps where, like, you can go in and instead of them sending you, like, a letter or, like, whatever through the mail, like, you go on the app. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, instead of them sending you, like, an email with, like, your kid's report card or whatever, you log into the app and get it yourself or whatever. Um, but apparently this class had uh, access to that app, and they were showing pictures of the Rosa Parks reenactment. Um, the photos were shared with the class's parents. Uh, the girl's parents pulled her out of the school within 30 minutes of seeing the images. The girl's parents said that they reached out to the NAACP after they seen the photos. Uh, the girl said that the or the school said that the role play was spontaneously planned by the teacher and is not part of the regular curriculum at the school. Where did she have the police uniform? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, a spokesman for the school said that the school now requires the faculty to get any deviations from the approved curriculum. Uh, Oh, they, they have to, you got to get faculty, like, approval whenever you get go away from, like, whatever they <laughs> have already approved. Uh, the mother of the girl spoke with the director at the school who allegedly told her, get this, the director of the school allegedly told the mother that the teacher is not from America and doesn't understand the true context behind Rosa Parks and the civil rights movement. So forgive her. Oh, good. Teach that to toddlers. <laughs> That's exactly what you want. A person that has, like, a toddler's mind. I mean, I guess... That's fucking crazy. It's fucking wow. wild. Like, what? I mean, I told you I remember doing the Pilgrims and Indians fucking play, which I guess is probably another fucking hermetic ritual. Yeah, yeah. But True. Dude, do you think that was, like, some sort of, like... Intro? Like, weird ritual with kids? What, the Pilgrims? No, the fucking Rosa Parks, like, replay. Oh, I don't know. I, why are you trying to teach that to two and three-year-olds? Yeah, because they're not going to get the context. There's <laughs> there's no context for that anymore. So not only are you pointing out to her that she's different than everybody in her class, you're making her play the different person that was arrested in history. Like, it's just reinforcing those stereotypes, rather. I mean, what they should have done is had her be the police officer. Yeah, yeah. And she arrested a white kid. Yeah. Well, or they shouldn't have done it at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, probably. Sh I mean, it was spontaneous. Like, she How did they spontaneously? spontaneously decided, like, you know what? I'm going to teach these kids did something. Did they have it, like, videotaped? Was there, like, a dialogue here? 
I don't think so. I think it was just pictures that they showed. The teacher's just like, okay, now hold her hands behind her back. (laughs) All right, do you know why you're... Did she she have the one kid read him his Miranda rights? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't think Miranda rights were a thing back then. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Black rights weren't a thing back then, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, terrible. Shame on you, Florida. Oh, that was Florida? It was Florida, yeah. Okay. Um... Wait a minute. So, how? Who are they hiring? Uh, it's is... a minority-owned and operated, <laughs> and the teacher is quote unquote not from America. <laughs> so, oh man. Yeah. Well, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. Uh, should we go on to the next story? You should. Let's go. All right. What, what are you Take trying me to... on a journey. Nothing. Don't worry about what I'm doing. You just go along. Okay. All right. Moving ar- along to the... Uh... Mm. Strawberry boom boom in my mouth. You didn't need to... What, what was the point of that? What are you talking about? It wasn't relevant to what I was about to say. It was. No, it wasn't. Uh, Colorado Supreme Court takes Trump off the United States 2024 primary ballot. Oh, the co- Colorado ballot. Uh, not the United States. Because um, they said reasons that uh, they say violate the U.S. Constitution. Uh, so Colorado uh, did a ruling in their Supreme Court. Did you know every state has their own Supreme Court? I learned that when we learned that we have Taylor Swift era in Pennsylvania. Oh, my now. God. Um, um, I did not. Yeah, I kind of did know that. Yeah. Um, so... The Colorado ruling says that a majority of the court holds that President Trump is disqualified from holding the the office of president under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution. Because he is disqualified, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the Colorado Secretary of State to list him as a candidate on the presidential primary ballot. In its opinion, the court explicitly stated that the Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, funny, uh, may not list the president, may not list President Trump's name on the 2024 presidential primary ballot, nor may she count any write-in votes cast for him. What? The court put its decision on hold until January 4th to allow for further appeals. It also said that if it's a if the matter is pursued before the U.S. Supreme Court before that date, the pause will remain in effect during that time, and Colorado will be required to include Trump's name on the primary ballot pending any action by the Supreme Court. Uh, so basically, they're saying they're not going to do anything until January 4th, and if the Supreme Court decides to do something like take take up the case before that then their decision has to be put on hold. And if the Supreme Court's decision takes longer than the actual time it takes to vote, November or whatever the fuck, then they'll be forced to include him on the Colorado. When is the primary, like, the primary vote? Um, so... Colorado's GOP primary is scheduled for March 5th. Okay. Uh, the 14th Amendment was adopted on July 9th, 1868, and is usually used to address citizenship rights and equal protection under the law that was originally proposed in response to issues related to formerly enslaved Americans. Huh. Uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment says, uh, No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president or vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the U.S. or any state who, having previously taken on an oath as a blah, 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 shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Uh, 
But Congress may, by a two-thirds vote of each house, remove such disability. So even if they say this is uh, like a thing that they're using, um, the Congress and the House can pass by two-thirds vote to allow him on the ballot anyway, which I think is what's going to happen because he's, I think he's been st- stacking those areas. Yeah, that's weird. Like, yeah. but there's so many other states that are getting on board with that that I'm like, it's that really seems weird. like that seems like a recipe for a dictator. Yeah. That's how you get a dictator is not giving people like the chance to vote for who they want to, even if it's a terrible decision, which I know is why they like rationalize us having an electoral college. Yeah. But it's like, then we don't have a democracy. Right. Exactly. So like, stop calling it a fucking democracy. Do you think they have a case with the whole, uh, 14th amendment section three thing? I don't honestly understand because of the the insurrection. Because they said that he was guilty of doing an insurrection. So they're using that as... Has he been found guilty of doing that? Uh, doesn't he have like one of the cases that's pending or some shit like that? Well, if he hasn't been found guilty yet, then they can't say that. There's so many fucking pieces moving. And it's so like, it's all wordplay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like... Should President Trump be president again? Probably not. Yeah. But, like, I feel like if they don't at least let him run, people are going to lose their shit. It's going to look really bad. Like, it's going to look terrible. It, they've been talking about fucking election meddling for, like, the past, like, hardcore, hardcore, though, like, over the past, like, 20 years. Yeah. And if something like this comes out and there's, like, proof that they've been doing this on purpose just to get back at him or something, I feel like it's not going to end well. I don't know. I I just like when Joe Biden became president, I had this weird thought come to me that he was going to be the last president. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't hate to say that I'm not a prophet or anything, but it just something felt weird. And um I just think there's a, there's so many issues with what they say a, a, a democracy is and what we're supposed to have as freedoms and what we actually have. Yeah. That I just, I mean, I don't believe in the whole system at all. So I kind of just watch it like it's a circus. Yeah. But like, let's stop pretending that this shit is real. If, if, if you're going to do stuff like that, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. it's like when the fucking Olympics like eliminates a move that's too dangerous or whatever, because like only one person can do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's really bad comparison, but. No, you're right though. But the point is this all starts with that whole fucking the court shit. You know what I mean? And how we were talking about the different types of laws and shit like that. Like everyone's trying to, uh. What's that called? Like, interpret it differently in order to, like, get some type of weird ruling out of it. Yeah, which um, I don't... It just... It's obvious what they're doing seems like elect- election in- interference. It does, yeah. And it's crazy to me that... I, I don't know. I mean, it's been a weird fucking time for courts, like, court shit anyway. Uh, did you hear about that lady who was charged with uh, a crime after she had a miscarriage in Ohio? No. Uh... Woman criminally charged in Ohio after uh, having a miscarriage. 33-year-old Brittany Watts was 21 weeks and five days uh, when she started experiencing issues with bleeding. Uh, She went to a doctor's office uh, where, after several examinations, she was told that while a fetal heartbeat was detected, her water had broken prematurely and the fetus she was carrying would not survive. The doctor advised her to go to the hospital and have her labor-induced 
so she could have what was basically an abortion to deliver the non-viable fetus. Uh, she didn't do it immediately. Uh, while she was at home, Watts miscarried in her bathroom, and after a police investigation, uh, she was charged with abuse of a corpse. What? Which in Ohio is a fifth-degree felony punishable by up to a year in prison and a $2,000 fine, $2,500 uh, fine. Um, so at the time of her miscarriage, abortion was legal in Ohio through 21 weeks and six days of pregnancy. Uh, Watts' lawyer says the miscarriage occurred on that day. She left the hospital after having to wait in the waiting room for eight hours. Um, the hospital confirmed this delay, and they said that delay, the delay was due to uh, hospital officials deliberating over the legalities of uh, inducing uh, her prematurely. Because that, remember that whole thing a while ago with the whole Roe v. Wade? Yeah. So they were freaked out that if they did it, they'd be charged with murder. Um, but there's another piece of this. The hospital, Mercy Health St. Joseph's, is a Catholic hospital. Um, so you know how they feel about it. Uh, Watts has no pre previous criminal record. Um, the assistant prosecutor told the judge that Watts, Watts left her home for a hair, appointment, oh, a hair appointment after the miscarriage, leaving the toilet clogged. Uh, police would later find the fetus wedged in the pipes. Testimony and an autopsy confirmed that the fetus died in utero before passing through the birth canal. Uh, in regard to abuse, the examination identified no recent injuries. Watts's lawyer was also quoted as saying, uh, from a legal perspective, there's no definition of a corpse. Can you be considered a corpse if you never took a breath? So I thought that last part was pretty interesting. What does corpse mean? Yeah, what does corpse mean? Cause also, it, like, if okay. it just, like, came out and felt like went down to the, into the tubes of the toilet. Yeah. Like, what was she supposed to do? I don't Fish know. out of her baby? Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I don't... I mean, it, like, did she just clog the toilet and was <laughs> like, I'm late? She clogged the toilet. It was going to cost her two years in prison. <laughs> or a year in prison. That's insane. Yeah. The hospital should be fined. For... Not caring for her in time. Yeah, they should have Yeah, home. I mean... I mean, you can leave against medical advice, but, I mean, how... Like, okay, that's like, that's like saying, like, if you have a miscarriage and you accidentally flush the toilet before you scoop the baby out. Yeah. That's mishandling a, a corpse. Mm, strawberry boom boom in my mouth. See, that makes sense when you play it there. That's what the toilet said. <laughs> yeah, that's why, I don't know. I feel like these types of cases are going to keep, like, popping up over the next couple years. And I feel like a bunch of people aren't going to know what the fuck to say or what the fuck to do in this in these situations, you know? Uh, I mean, the people from that Love is One documentary that, like, fucking traversed a corpse around the country yeah. didn't get any jail time. This woman accidentally flushed, flushes her dead baby and she gets two years? <laughs> that sucks. That's, that's insane. Yeah. They should not be allowed to do that. Yeah, I know. Um... But yeah, unfortunately, I feel like these types of stories are going to keep happening. Uh, while we have this circus that's happening in the court system. Everything's a fucking circus, man. That's why I'm just like, 
nobody can pay attention to anything anymore because every time you turn around, you hear another fucking insane story like that. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. That can't be true. Um, I'm going to run through this uh, last story real quick because uh, I want to do our final segment. Uh, and I want to have enough time for it. So uh, this last story is uh, Rite Aid. I don't know if you heard about this. Rite Aid was banned from using, using facial recognition te- technology in stores for five years. Uh, Rite Aid has agreed to a, a five-year ban from using facial recognition technology after the Federal Trade Commission found that the chain falsely accused customers of crimes and unfairly targeted people of color. <laughs> uh, the FTC and Rite, and Rite Aid reached an agreement of settlement after a complaint accused the chain of using artificial intelligence-based software in hundreds of stores to identify people Rite Aid deemed as likely to engage in shoplifting or other criminal behavior. <laughs> Wait, just likely? Yeah. Oh, get this. They, they use the software to kick the people out of stores and in some cases prevent them from coming into the stores in the first place. Where? In America? Yeah, on in Rite Aids. Well, select Rite Aids. Coming to a Rite Aid near you. In what cities? I would love to know where that is. Um, the reliance on this new and unpredictable technology led employees to act on false positive alerts, which wrongly identify cr- certain customers as criminals. In some cases, the, FC- the FTC uh, assessed Rite Aid employee- employees of publicly... or oh, accused... Accused Rite Aid employees of publicly accusing people of criminal activities in front of friends, family, and strangers. Some customers were even wrongly detained and subjected to searches by the employees. So there were some Rite Aid employees that were like, yo, run your pockets, son. Uh, You're not even allowed to do that as a store employee. Yeah, no. I thought you were supposed to like let them leave. Or yeah, you have to let them leave because once they leave, then they've stolen it. So, Rite Aid said in a statement that they fundamentally disagree with the facial recognition allegations in the FTC's complaint. Uh, The technology was allegedly part of a pilot program and was only used in a limited amount of stores. The FTC said that the facial recognition software was mostly deployed in neighborhoods with large black, Latino, and Asian communities. Uh, Because Rite Aid is... Uh, currently engaged in a bankruptcy proceeding, the FTC said that its orders would go into effect after approval from the courts. So they ordered them to stop using the software, but they're saying, like, well, because you guys are going through bankruptcy, wait till the courts decide what's going on with that. And then you have to stop using this uh, artificial technology to, uh, you know... That's insane. Pick on people. <laughs> I would love to know what state that's happening in because I just, like, I can't even imagine. Like, I haven't ever seen that on the news. I, from what I was reading, it seemed like it was a lot, like, more than 20 stores that they were what? trying to get. Yeah. And they got, like, hundreds of thousands of pictures. One of the things I was reading said that they were relying on uh, pictures uploaded from employees. So you ever see these videos where, like, people are stealing shit? Or there's a fight or whatever in, like, a store. Yeah. And some of the employees are sitting there, like, recording it on their cell phones. Yeah. Apparently, that's for the store. So they can keep that as part of their own records. What? Yeah. Is that, that weird? So, like, can the store say that, like, that's their footage? Do you know what I mean? Of, like, the person takes it while they're in there? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess you could. But I guess the, here's the problem. 
the footage, there's no standard to like what type of like footage you have to use, right? So you can be using like a really low quality like camera or something and no one will ever know like who the fuck it is if you can't really clearly see their face. Wow. So if they're just going by like the race of the person, that's a big problem. <laughs> that's as that's as far advanced as their uh facial it's just racial recognition software. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was crazy that they wouldn't allow people into the store to begin with. Like Yeah, how do you prevent somebody from coming in the store? Where you do lock the front? <sighs> Can you do that? I've never seen that happen. Well, but hold on. So what does that mean, right? Does that mean they're, like, tracking you from the moment mo- the moment you come, like, near the store? Well, usually, like, when you walk in, you can see, like, um, like, you ever, like, walk into a Rite Aid, you can see the, the video as soon as you walk in. So they're definitely videotaping you. Yeah, yeah. From, like, the inside the store. But they don't have any, like... You know, like jewelry store vault that you could like, they could stop you in before you walked in the store. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's wild. Yeah. So, yeah. So worry about that from now on. Uh, Wow. I'm sure there's going to be multiple lawsuits against like a lot of these stores that are using this type of artificial technology now because it's not uh, foolproof yet. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. There's too many, there's too much room for mistakes in there. And the fact that they're like trying to implement that and actually stopping people from leaving and subjecting them to like searches and shit, it's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when you bring in shit that's like some sort of like electronic evidence to a courtroom, especially like with like, you know, if it's traffic court, if the, if the guy, the, the guy uses a speed gun, what are those things called? Speed guns. Speed guns, the thing that to tell how fast you're going. Yeah, I think it's a speed gun. Whatever. So, like, the, they have to provide proof that it was, you know, updated at the right intervals or whatever before yeah. they can, like, charge you with something. There has to be so many more loopholes for this newer True. technology that they don't have any way to verify whether right. shit's yeah. real or not. I don't you know. You just need a good lawyer that knows what the fuck he's talking about, I guess. Yeah. Um, you want to do this last segment here? Hell yeah. All right, let's get into it. That's the wrong one again. What's happening here? Oh, no, no. Here we go. At the sound of the tone, we will arrive at... That's the tone. We've arrived, That's everyone. That's the heart chakra. We're here at the Divination Station, uh, where we do uh, an oracle reading. Is that what you would call it? Yeah, we like uh, we read your futures. We read your futures. We talk to you about stuff. Yeah. Uh, how did we do this last time? We uh, did a quick. Uh, yeah, last time we did a little. We did a thing where we picked some crystals out of a bag, and then I had a bag that had the numbers in it. Is it over there? Uh no. Oh shit. It was. Well, we're just going to close our eyes and pick them out of the bag for now. Okay. Get over here. All right. Here I am. All right. So here's the here's the crystals. All can right. you hear them? I can hear them. Ooh. I just hit my screen. Now you pick one. All right. I'm reaching my hand into the bag. Here we go. What is that? Oh, that's a hagstone. It's a hagstone, everyone. What's a hagstone? What's a hagstone? 
A hagstone is a stone that's usually a river stone that has a hole in it. It has a, a naturally natch- bored hole. From water, yeah. From water. And they say that you can see the fey folk through the hole. I'm poking my eye through the hole. Oh, I look like I got the pyrite. Oh, wait. You know what? What'd you say? There's fey folk over there? Fey folk? Oh, I see one. Oh, he's saying something to me. Hold on. Okay. What is he saying? I don't want an Indian girlfriend. Okay. Okay, that's fine with me. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, which is the one you picked? I got, I got, um, uh, what the hell is this stuff called? Pyrite. Pyrite? Yeah, pyrite. Which means? Um, it's supposed to symbolize and bring you, uh, wealth, abundance. Oh, okay. Yeah, good energy. All right. Wow. All right. I'm picking my hat. Oh, I got the Disney Villains tarot card deck. Ooh, I like that one. All right. So I'm going to, what am I going to do here? Oh, you pick one now. Okay. Yeah, pick one. Get your hands in there. All right. Oh, these are nice. Oh, I got the Garbage Pail Kid. Hey. That one's cool looking. All right. So I'm going to take these cards out of here, right? All right. And what are we doing here? We're going to we're going to do another What do you think? Three cards? Let's do another three cards. Okay. Three card Monty. Three card Monty? Yeah. All right. So I got my three cards. I'm going to What are we going to do with the stone? I well, see with that one like, you know, think about the energy of a river. Okay. You know, timeless, always going with the flow. Okay. And that's the energy you're going to use in your brain when you pick your cards. Mm. Oh. Strawberry boom boom in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh, <it's> heavenly. <laughs> All right. This is my favorite set, like short clip ever. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to shuffle these, right? Okay. And you're going to do the same? I've been doing it. All right. Got it. Shuffling. You're the worst shoveler I've ever seen. You've never seen me do this naked. I know. All right, here we go. Maybe that's why it's not looking great. (laughs) Don't raise your penis at me. All right. Okay, so cards are shuffled, right? Hagstone is on top. All right. And am I going to draw three? Uh, yeah. Three... Two, oh, there's two there. And no, there's still two there. Oh, shit. Oh. I should have used those three. Probably. Yeah. Well, they're, they're gone now. They're back in the shuffle. No, then they weren't right. All right, here's the last one. Right? Yeah, a little bit two again. But okay. it's on. Cool. All right, cool. So I got mine. You want to do yours? Oh, you want me to go? I thought you were going to pull yours over first. Should I do oh, that I'll first? pull you over? No, 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 I'll go. I'll put three down. Okay. Let's see. One. Let me move my mic. Okay. Two. And. Three. All right. So I'm going to flip mine. Wait. First, I'm going to take the hagstone. I'm going to put it over each one. Okay. And think thoughts for the audience, because this is for you guys. Think thoughts. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to flip these over. You ready? Mm-hmm. First one is Ace of Wands, ups, uh, right side up. Second one is, what is that? Ten? Nine of Swords? What is one X? What is one X? I nine think that's one. nine. No. Four, one, one, one is nine. Okay. So is that 11 or 12? I don't know. I'll get up. Okay. And the next one is Ace of Cups, upside down. 
So, Ace of Wands, upset, uh, regular side up, uh, indicates major opportunities to show off your creative prowess uh, that are heading your way. This is a great time for brainstorming because you're feeling inspired and full of great ideas. Uh, pursue creative projects with positivity and euphemism. Enthusiasm. <laughs> Your potential is limitless. <laughs> All right. Euphemism. So, so that is the nine. I looked it up. That's nine. Nine. Okay. Nine of swords. Nine of swords, upside down. Reverse shows you're fighting an internal battle that's causing stress. Uh, don't get wrapped up wrestling yourself that you lose sight of the positives and opportunities around you. It's time to make peace with yourself. Okay, so somebody's stressing about uh, a creative decision, right? Yeah. And they need to or let maybe it go. you don't think you're good enough. Yeah, but you're good enough. If you're listening to the show, you're good enough for whatever you're trying to do in the world. Uh, what is this last one? Ace of Cups? Reverse Ace of Cups. All right, where we go? How do we find this? Are these put in any type of fucking, like, order here? Well, the minor arcana, which is uh, wand, swords, uh, pentacles, and Uh cups, um, those are never in any particular order. Okay. Ace of Cups reversed. You're experiencing an emotional imbalance. Don't bottle up your feelings because that'll only lead to temper tantrums and rival those of the Queen of Hearts. Focus on finding healthy ways to express yourself. You won't move forward unless you regain control of yourself. Oh, wow. Shit. So all three of these seem to be pretty pointed. Yeah. Uh, for somebody that's going through a, what did you say, a creative spell? Yeah, creative spell, uh, you know. It sounds like it's saying, like, you nourish yourself, trust yourself. Trust yourself. The, whatever decision you're going to make is the proper one. But don't forget the creative spark is yeah, what and, makes you happy, right? And the Queen of Cups uh, is, I, the queen, queen of Hearts is the lady that says off with your, their heads, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, Play so. with the Queen of Hearts. You know what is it really small? So maybe it'd be like a little bit more like her, but not too much kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, she wore Like, you don't want to be clothes. a total pushover, but... Yeah. Stand your ground. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. So that's my message. <laughs> you want to go with yours, Eric? Yeah, I'm sorry. I interrupted yours. That's okay. Okay, so I got the Garbage Pail Kid official tarot deck. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to focus my energy into abundance. Pyrite? Pyrite. Abundance of energy and joy. Put that on each card. There you go. Mmm. All right, that's on there. You got it? I got it on there. Yeah, that's the morning. Oh, yeah. All right, my first one. Judgment. Oh. Right side up. Judgment. Second. The Seven of Swords, who happens to be dressed in a Santa costume. That's oh. weird. But it's right upside side down. Up. Right side up. Right side up. Oh, yeah, it is. And then the last. The King of Coins. Right side up. Oh. All right side up. So let's see. Judgment. What we got to say, uh, Carbage Pale Kids? About judgment? About judgment, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, if you're scared, 
you drink the small child's pee, it helps. I heard from my grandma. You can ask your parents or grandparents, maybe they tell you to. I will ask, I okay, guess. Ask uh... them. <laughs> You could ask. So what are okay. we doing here? I'm looking for fucking judgment. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Whoa. Hey, man. Hey, look at that. I can't find judgment in my my book here. You don't have to. Don't face your penis at me. <laughs> oh, where are you, judgment? We don't need judgment. That's what do we do? True. We need it for this reading. I'm looking for it. Have okay. you ripped the page out? No, I didn't. Let's see. The sun. Okay, judgment. Bony Tony. Bony Tony. Yeah, Bony Tony. Upright. The traditional illustration of the judgment tarot card features an angel's trumpet calls heralding judgment day. The card represents a karmic call to awakening. If you've been feeling complacent and going through the motions, judgment shows that it's time for you to find your true calling and purpose. Damn. Shed your past like Bony Tony and step into the future as a brand new you pursue your passion with everything you've got and your own personal evolution will come naturally wow hell yeah let's see seven of s words christmas oh is the name oh no upright like ne'er-do-well santa imposter christmas this card represents sneaky behavior and swindling Oh shit. Keep your guard up and listen to your gut feelings about people on about people offer. I'm sorry. Jesus, I can't read. <laughs> and listen to your gut feelings about people, offers and situations. If something doesn't feel right to you, stay vigilant because someone may be trying to trick you. Oh. And then the last one is King of Coins. King of Coins. King of Coins. Come on. Let's go. Where you at? Oh, I, I flipped right to it. Oh, hell yeah! that's a sign. Upright king of coins. The king of coins in a successful, wealthy patriarch who built his hem his empire on the stable foundations. Through the person... Um, oh, my God, I can't read. <laughs> I keep saying through every time I see the word though. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Though this person seems as lucky as Pat of Gold. That's the guy that plays the king of coins, Pat of Gold. Oh, he creates a legacy of success through his own hard work and determination. This tarot card advises you to focus on preparing for the future when dealing with matters of the home, careers, or finances. Oh. So, you're working towards something, a creative goal. Mm-hmm. Watch out for the tricksters. There's any people out there that's going to try and rope you into their circus. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. You need to be smart about it. Make make choices savvy, like the king of coins. Right. And um, you'll be successful. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command all of you demons. If there's a demon there, um, you know, uh, affecting this man's penis, male organs, making uh, is smaller, whatever. If there's any demon there lodged in his penis right now, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out. You might be free from this thing already. <laughs> every time we, we're gonna play that, every time uh, we need to come up with like another explanation for our uh, tarot card reading. So use that one for mine. 
In den Nebel fürs Penis. <lacht> well, there you go, yeah. you guys. So that was Divination Station. We hope you enjoyed our uh, Oracle readings for you guys. Yeah, how weird is it that Christmas came up? Yeah, that is weird. Right? Yeah, yeah. Super crazy. It is. So listen to us, guys. <laughs> We know. All right. Well, listen... This was part three of the uh, Christmas episodes that we were doing, so we hope you guys enjoyed it, uh, even though Christmas is long gone by the time this comes out. Uh, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you so much, and uh, we wish you a blessed Yule. Yeah. Happy you- Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. What else? What are the other ones? Uh, St. Lucia's Day. Saturnalia. Uh, Saturnalia. Fucking. Uh, that Nordic shit. Yeah. Odin. The Odin one. Odin. The Iceland. Thor, Iceland. Uh, shout out Rosa Parks. Shout out Rosa Parks. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you uh, for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we look forward to giving you much more content in the future. And we will check you guys next time. Peace. Peace. really stink. We were just singing the baby to sleep. Wake up, little Betty Bice. Have you been Betty Bice? It was waking me up. When I lay me down to sleep. When the soul identifies with Maya, it forgets. Thus the soul is temporarily in darkness. It is deluded, and it dreams the mortal dream. Becoming increasingly involved and confused, the soul remains bound up with the world. The intuitive faculty becomes suppressed and its perception of truth blotted out.